Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. Hey y'all, it's Joel from Crash. Hope you are doing amazing. Let's jump right in. I've mentioned on the podcast the past couple of weeks, Seth Godin. Seth Godin is a legendary marketer, author, blogger, and right now I'd like to think I am exhibiting one of the traits that he that he underlines, which is shipping and having a bias towards getting the product out there rather than trying to perpetually polish it and prepare, 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 but actually fall through, fall through. So what I mean by that is right now I am recording this podcast and I was thinking about what I wanted to say in this podcast and I was only thinking about it for a few minutes and then I decided I was going to pick up this book by Seth Godin called Lynchpin. Lynchpin, Are You Indispensable? And I'm going to read a few passages from this book kind of off the cuff and just start riffing. And so what I'm saying here on this meta level is I'm not spending hours and hours and hours meticulously planning out what I'm going to say on this podcast. Now, there's a lot of value. Some podcasters do that. There can be a lot of value in having that level of preparation and detail. But there's also a lot of value in simply going and having a bias for completion. So let's get into that a little bit with this book. I just opened the book to page 34 and one of the subheadings is called More Obedience. Would your organization be more successful if your employees were more obedient? Or consider for a second, would you be more successful if your employees were more artistic, motivated, connected, aware, passionate, and genuine? You can't have both, of course. Would your career advance if you could figure out a way to do an even better job of following your boss's instructions? Or just maybe, would you be more successful if you were more artistic, motivated, aware, and genuine? That's the choice. Your choice. The 20th century is essentially built on obedience. The industrial mindset of following instructions. And that's played its course. It's played its course. We are in the 21st century. And that mindset is dead. If you really want to create value and land a job, you need to go above and beyond what is the basic obedience mindset. Plus, it's more enjoyable to be artistic, motivated, connected, aware, passionate, and genuine. Do that. And you can do that. That's why we say shoot a video pitch because you can show your artistry simply by creating a video pitch. You can show you're motivated by doing something that's not being asked of you by the employer. You can connect through the camera. No more obedience. Okay, I got another passage that I pulled up. Do you need a resume? Page 71. This is controversial, but here it goes. If you're remarkable, amazing, or just plain spectacular, you probably shouldn't have a resume at all. 
If you've got experience in doing the things that make you a linchpin, a resume hides that fact. A resume gives the employer everything she needs to reject you. Once you send me your resume, I can say, oh, they're missing this or they're missing that. And boom, you're out. Having a resume begs for you to go into that big machine that looks for relevant keywords and begs for you to get a job as a cog in a giant machine, more fodder for the corporate behemoth. That might be fine for average folks looking for an average job, but is that what you deserve? And he goes on to say, if you don't have a resume, what do you have? How about three extraordinary letters of recommendation from people the employer knows or respects? Or a sophisticated project an employer can see or touch? Or a reputation that precedes you? Or a blog that is so compelling and insightful that they have no choice but to follow up? Some say, well, that's fine, but I don't have those. Yeah, that's my point. If you don't have these things, what leads you to believe that you are remarkable, amazing, or just plain spectacular? It sounds to me that you don't have more than a resume. If you don't have more than a resume, you've been brainwashed into compliance. Great jobs, world-class jobs, jobs people kill for, those jobs don't get filled by people emailing in resumes. Yeah, so he's appealing here the sense of greatness and achievement of someone who is a true artist in their professional lives, not leaning on the mediocrity of the resume. Now, I would add to this passage that nowadays, when this book was written five, six, seven years ago, it's changed even since then, that you don't really get many jobs at all with a resume. Yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible. But why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's actually pretty, pretty simple to do something different. It just takes a little imagination to just pause, get off of the conveyor belt that's perpetually going, this hamster wheel, that you've been taught, you've been trained to maintain your whole life, to follow the rules, to be obedient. What does this job description say I have to do? You don't have to do anything, ladies and gentlemen. You are a free agent. You are a free agent. You don't have to do anything. So just pause and say, how could I employ my imagination? Your imagination is such a beautiful thing. And unfortunately... We don't tap into so much in our culture because of that obedience mindset. But you have the choice at any time to choose how you direct your attention. You can imagine, just sit back and daydream for 10 minutes on your job hunt, folks. Daydream, say, how could I land an interview if I could not send a resume? Ooh, I just created a rule. I can't send a resume. Not allowed. That's the rule now. What would I do instead, right? Create a blog that's so compelling. Create a sophisticated project. Create 
a pretty good project that's just for a company. Create a landing page just for a company. Create a new email sequence just for a company. Create a new FAQ page. Create a new list of leads. Create an SEO analysis. Create a new widget. Create a chat bot. There's so many things you could do to create and stand out. You can also just get silly. You can get weird. If you go back to the earlier episodes of this podcast, the story of someone who sent a burrito to the hiring manager because she knew that this person was a big fan of Chipotle, send them a burrito or send them a book. Send them this book by Seth Godin. I mean, go read this book. Again, Lynchpin. Are you indispensable? We'll link to this in the show notes. This book changed my life in many ways in terms of cultivating this mindset and saying, no more waiting around. No more waiting around. Do, do. Read this book. Begin to transform your mind. And then send a physical copy. Find the address of the person you want to work for, the company you want to work for. Send them a physical copy. And include a note and say, hey, this is the type of person I'm going to be. You know, also send them a video pitch when you do that. But you send them this. Hey, I'm still here. Continuing to to create extra value, to show your creative, to show your imaginative. Send them a copy of this book and tell them how much you love this book. And how much you think that they would enjoy it if they haven't already read it. All right, I'm going to do one more random page. Okay, actually, the resume page wasn't random. I picked that one out. But this one's random. Page 154, The Curse of Reciprocity. It's human nature. If someone gives you a gift, you need to reciprocate. If someone invites you over for dinner, you bring cookies. If people give you a Christmas gift, you can't rest until you give them one back. It's reciprocity that turns the gift system into the gift economy. Suddenly, giving a gift becomes an obligation. One demanding payment, not a gift at all. So marketers use the reciprocity impulse against us using gifts as a come on. This can cripple your art. You best give a gift without knowing or being concerned with whether it will be repaid. A waiter does his art for table 12, regardless of whether or not those customers are big tippers. An artist paints his painting without knowing if someone is going to buy it. The magic of the gift system is that the gift is voluntary, not part of a contract. The gift binds the recipient to the giver and both of them to the community. A contract isolates individuals with money as a connector. The gift binds them instead. So this is a little more upper level, but the takeaway here is performing at an artistic level as a professional to not only in your job hunt, but in your actual job to not be the cog in the machine, but to be the artist, the creator that someone who takes initiative without permission. It's not out of extrinsic motivation. It's not out of Do this in order to get a raise. Do this in order to get the job. 
That's also this 20th century mindset. Now, there's nothing wrong with money as a way to exchange value. But the greater point here is when you perform and you give gifts, you give gifts, projects to companies, you go above and beyond, beyond the job description. That is out of pure joy. That is from intrinsic motivation. That is the painter painting for the sake of painting because it is thrilling and fulfilling to create and to maximize your potential and your output and your fulfillment, not out of obligation, not because it's your job, not because you have to, not because you're gonna get money, but because you have a high standard for yourself and you are gonna live at a higher plane of existence by becoming the artist. Human beings are not designed, we're not designed to simply follow orders. It's time as we enter this 20th, we continue through this 21st century for us all to become artists. Let's become artists in creating opportunities for ourselves. Let's become artists in giving gifts to companies, giving gifts to customers, giving gifts to ourselves. And that is a joyous existence and you're gonna make money too, ladies and gentlemen, when you do that. So don't do it because you have to. Do it because you get to. Go stand out in your job hunt because you get to stand out in your job hunt. Don't go above and beyond because you must go above and beyond. Go above and beyond because you get to go above and beyond. You get to live at a higher level of, of consciousness here on this planet Earth. So that's the high-level stuff. If you want more nuts and bolts, more one-on-one -on -one guidance, for how to do this in your situation, in your job hunt. You may feel inspired, but you need that next step, that next level of support in order to execute, in order to follow through on what you need, on what you get to do <laughs> to land that interview, then you can work with us at Crash. We have a proven coaching system you can work with me one-on-one -on -one if you want, want to request me, or you can work with many of our team members who are world-class in this mindset of becoming an artist and creating custom projects, creating custom pitches, getting interviews, getting that 80% response rate back to your pitches from hiring managers. You can work with us one-on-one. -on -one. Head over to crash.co slash apply and you can fill out a couple questions there and you'll set yourself up for a 15 minute free consult call and we'll learn more about you and see how we can potentially help you out. All right, that's the podcast for today. Go out there and become an artist, go create, make it happen. Cheers. Like what you hear? Go to crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at isaac at crash.co.